Hello, welcome back to the Life in Van podcast. I'm Chris and I am here with Claire. Hi. Hello, how are we doing? Pretty darn good. How are you? I'm cold. Yeah. I'm in Tazi. And yeah, I'm just about the weather. So okay. I'm rugging up and I'm feeling <laughs> seriously, I don't know how you guys did a winter in Canada. I like have like gotten a little tester of like not even mild cold and I'm not handling it. So here we well, are. You, you've stayed in Canada. You've been in Canada for a while at some point. Yeah, four years. Um yeah. but not in a van. No. <laughs> Winter's a bit different. Uh I'll mm-hmm. say that. And even just winter in general, even not in a van, I find myself never wanting to go outside <laughs> because it looks so cold. Only to go get coffee. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Um <laughs> <And> donuts. <laughs> I, yeah. I guess I don't know. You wouldn't I'm so not used to Tim Hortons only being a Canadian thing, but mm. I'm assuming you were at Tim Hortons. Yeah. Like, you mean, yeah. You're here for four years. You go to Tim Hortons, get a donut. Yes, you do. <laughs> do you miss Although it? I, I realized that I was gluten-free when I was over there. So I had to stop. Unfortunately. Oh, cool. I, know, I Thank you. I'm so <laughs> but I miss all donuts. Just like if I ever come across a gluten-free donut, yeah. I buy 10. Yeah. I eat them all. I feel all terrible, them. but equally excited and enjoy at the same yeah. time. And and you'll do it again. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah. No regrets. I love that. That's 100% my mentality. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. You're in Australia. Indeed. And I love that. Um, and so how long have you been in your van? Gosh, um, we started, we moved into our van in January 2020, mm-hmm. like the very end. So basically it was my partner's birthday. Um, Our lease had just ended and we moved basically into a half-built van because, yeah, our lease ended. (laughs) That's so stressful to be living in a half-built van. How did you find that? It wasn't fun. Um, It's it's really quite funny, though. You, like, we thought back on, like, we didn't have a sink. We didn't have running water. And we ran out of, like, we've been doing some changes to the van now. And we didn't have water for a couple of days. And I was like, how did we do that? Like, I genuinely don't understand. And we were just like, so happy. We're like, we're in the van. Cool. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry for past me. Like, I'm glad she had fun, but. mm." (laughs) Definitely the honeymoon phase. When you first move into a van, you're so willing to compromise on things. Yeah, that normally you wouldn't. And I totally get the no running water thing because we also didn't have, I mean, in the entirety of our build, in the entirety of us living in our van for eight months, we had no running water. Yeah. Eight months. Mm. That's so we, actually impressive. We just had a big jug that had like the USB <laughs> pump and you just had to like Ooh. charge. And we did it for eight months, but it was I told Taylor as soon as we were planning our layout last night for the second band, I'm like, I will never, ever, <laughs> ever go back to that garbage. <laughs> never again. <laughs> never again. So you moved in at the end of, you said 2020, January. Yes. Okay. So that gave you two months before the pandemic. So basically, yeah, we were, 
going to quit our jobs in the beginning of March. And then we were like, okay, cool. We'll head up to, so Jake's parents have a property and we're like, we'll go up to their property and we'll have lots of ample space to build and we'll just get it, get it done. And then we'll hit the road. And so we did about like 30 days of like intense building. I probably partook for about half of that. Um, once it got to electrical and the water pumping, mm-hmm. I just, I was like, yep, yeah, cool. I'll see you later. <laughs> um, but yeah, then, yeah, we hit the road. And literally two weeks later, I remember we were sitting in, I don't know, I think we were getting pizza one night and in Noosa. And we both just got a message on our phone and it was like 9 p.m. at night. And we were like, who is messaging us both at 9 p.m.? So strange. And it was the government being like, everything's going into lockdown. And we were like, okay, this is, yeah, let's finish our pizza. <laughs> Man, I, it's kind of like one of those moments of like, where were you when you found out mm-hmm. that everything was going into lockdown? It's just such yeah. a memorable moment I remember I was actually on my way to school it was the, my last day of mm-hmm. classes and I didn't even realize I was on the city bus and all of a sudden like everyone's phones are going off and it's just this like these messages are going across that are just like as of like March I think it was the 15th everything yeah. is shutting down um and I, same position as you in a van you know where it's half done you're hoping yep. to you know, just get through until you, it's the, you know, the weather's nicer and you can get it done and just kind of bust it out. Um, yeah. And then everything kind of turns up on a tight and you're grappling and trying to figure out how the hell do we approach this now? Where, what now? Especially um, with the no running water. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, oh my gosh. So in your build, do you have, um, shower toilet like what what's the setup in your van so this was meant to be like our tester van so the plan was to always go back to Canada and so like oh wouldn't it be cool to kind of like say goodbye to Australia to actually see our home country because we were just the kind of people that anytime we had holidays or the opportunity to travel it was like get off the island um as I'm sure you know a lot of Australians do yeah and so like you know what like let's see our own country because I don't know I think I was actually quite terrified of it like all the animals and desert and all the scary movies about people killing you in the desert like this was my genuine (laughs) this was my genuine like perception and so I was like okay I need to like experience it for myself understand what it's about um because people seem to like it and that was the premise and yeah so basically like we're just gonna have basics in the van we're gonna have a table some chairs and uh, like bed like sleeping was a big part of it and yeah just a kitchen so biggest biggest features are our kitchen because we love to cook and bed because we like sleeping well that <laughs> was not a priority in our bills so <laughs> I I respect that you prioritize sleeping that's it's only the most important thing next to eating. Well, it's <laughs> two of my favorite things in life. <laughs> favorite thing is to nap. Um, yeah. So that's, that's insane. So then how, with, with the pandemic being what it is and what it was at that time, and, and this, with the intention of this only being a tester van, how? How? <laughs> how? <laughs> Like, how did we handle the lockdowns? I guess more so. So if you, 
if you were looking at it to just be a tester van, I suppose, what, what was the plan for, for the things that you didn't have in it? Like, so you, you were planning not to have a, like maybe a full bathroom. Um, yeah. what, what was the plan? Was it like gym memberships? Was it like just relying on public services, like that kind of stuff? Yeah. So like in Australia, I don't know how it is in Canada. I can't actually remember how good public toilets are over there, but here in like when you're near the beaches, especially like there's a toilet every two seconds because you've got your um, public toilets like right next to the beach. Um, and we kind of on our original plan, we were just going to do like the loop around the coast and we had never really planned to go interior to the desert because obviously back then I was terrified of the desert. So I was like, that's over there. I, I'll miss that section. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was like the plan of not having a toilet because we figured we'd just always be near one. And yeah, based the, did I answer the question? I yeah, don't... no, no. Yeah, that was perfect. That's, I, I think, I, I, and again, I, I totally get that because again, in our build, I mean, we, we didn't have a full set up shower and, mm. you know, we had gym memberships. It was actually to get us to go to the gym. Like oh, if, I, nice. yeah, if I, yeah, <laughs> if I get in the gym, I'll feel enough pressure to yeah. get in a workout before mm, I go. Trip? Yeah. I see everyone working mm. out and I like, I go to shower and I haven't even broken a sweat. It looks a little weird. Um, yeah. so okay. yeah, it didn't work though. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I, I did go in and just like, you know, sunglasses on, like just didn't look at anybody while yeah. I was walking to the showers. Um, Taylor was pretty good, but I, I was with, I'm with you on that. Just wanting to rely a bit more on, on public services. And also just for us, saving on money and on the layout planning because we just didn't have the van size um so I I totally get that so it's you Jake and your puppy yes okay Maya right yeah okay so what is it like with because I already know what it's like having two people in a van maybe when there's still stuff that we want to do to it and layout wise and when there's two people I don't I don't know what like the size of your van is in length is it like the standard van size is we it have longer like... sorry no I it's okay no I'm no sorry. no you're good cut me off <laughs> um we have a long wheelbase so we actually have basically like a sprinter long wheelbase but um we're a v-dub oh that's awesome okay so so to already have two people and then a dog how is that in the space truthfully it's like not really made a massive difference she's quite little um and it's funny the space that is between our seats her bed fits perfectly like didn't actually plan it it just like slots in there really nicely and then yeah she just like there we have our two seats at the front and she sits kind of in between the seats on the floor when we drive so I don't know it's not a massive deal and we spend a lot of the time out of our van anyway obviously for her because she's a super active dog as well yeah I've seen yeah I've seen a lot of your stuff online of just like biking and and exploring with her and she just there's this thing too I a little bit of it 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 seems a little controversial when people who maybe aren't in vans that are looking to get into van life they they don't really understand the whole like bringing your pets with you and and I'm I'm someone who obviously is bringing my pets with me in my my next build so um 
I always ask people who have pets and who, who have their animals with them, um, what that kind of looks like. So if you and Jake, for whatever reason, had to go somewhere, would Maya stay, just stay in the van? Like she's comfortable enough to just mm -hmm. chill? Or do you find that you are trying to find places that she can come as well? So I'm obviously not an expert on this, but so we, generally speaking, she's pretty good. So when we got her, she was kind of trained to be like, she was living with a family. So she was kind of in their rhythm. And initially we were like, we'll fit with her schedule and we'll give her walks in the morning and we'll totally change. Like my first kind of advice is don't, I mean, don't change your schedule. Like, fit them in with your way of doing things so for us it was like okay in the mornings that's our slow time that's our chill time we might go on a dawdle down the beach or something but that's usually when we do like uh, we have our coffee we have our chill and relax and read and do whatever and then in the afternoon that's when we're doing more like hiking and exploring and stuff like that and so it's like just kind of playing to that rhythm and now she kind of knows like on the dot at 4.30, if she hasn't had a walk or a run or something, she's like, now, like, yeah. let's go. It's like, and what are you so doing? Yeah. And so generally, like with your question about like, does she stay in the van and stuff? Because she's already kind of acclimated to that schedule of like morning is relaxed time. If we want to go and do like a hike or a walk or something that is in national parks or something like that, generally speaking, um, Obviously, like you have to read a lot of guidelines when it comes to, especially Australia, each state is different, um, but sometimes they're allowed to be in the car. And so in which case we would just leave her in the van, we'd have the hatches open and the fan running. So she's cool, relaxed, happy. And yeah, she just stays in here and sleeps. And then we go for our walk. We just try to keep it as a maximum, like maximum three hours and then come back. And she's usually still sleeping when we get back and and we take like her on a father that you've worked like woken her up <laughs> yeah 100 percent. oh it's actually the cutest because she actually has a chance to miss us and so we open up the door and she's like oh my god i forgot you were gone it was yeah it's cute <laughs> concept of time yeah <laughs> three years yeah that's 100%. so funny I, yeah i've always wondered i i see people you know that just take their animals with them but you're exactly right it's like what about those times when you can't bring them with you i mean mm -hmm. what's What's up? I am definitely a, what is it? A helicopter mom. I think that's what they call it. It's like, you, you yes. know what I mean? I'm just, I can't leave my animals alone. I am constantly <laughs> in their space and they Especially are trying at 4am when they're saying hello to you on the toilet. Okay. You know what? I saw that story and I couldn't, I couldn't not laugh. I just, it's, it's funny. It's so ridiculous. And I, I need to put a disclaimer out there really quick <laughs> and I'm just, I'm enraged now. <laughs> my cats want nothing to do with me during the day, but 3 a.m. to like 6 a.m. is prime friggin' time to just <laughs> one eat my hair. I don't know what that's about. Like both of them, I found both of them. I woke up. This is the freakiest thing. Two black cats in like the pitch <laughs> dark, like hovering oh. over you, both eating your hair. And it's just like I no oh I did not goodness. I did not say that this was okay so yeah I I feel like cats are just so freaking unpredictable that's why like dogs are just so much more I feel like loyal and they want to just like do whatever you're doing or cats are very much like hi you know what I know you're doing something but I need you to give me all of your attention right now 
in this moment, stop what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to sit on your notebook and your computer. Yeah. 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 Cute. Yeah. And I'm going to eat um, all your food. I've been trying to convince Jake to let me get a cat as well. And he's convinced Maya would eat it. Um, so I'm joking, by the way. Sorry, that was a joke. <laughs> I, I realized so by your face funny. that that was yeah. not a joke. <laughs> like When they're so little, I feel like sometimes dogs are like, is this a toy for me? It's either yeah. a toy for me or a baby for me. It's like, it's not anything yeah. in between. Um, we've convinced them to let you get a kitten. I want to. I just want to have like a little ginger kitten. And I just, I feel like they could just become cute little friends and yeah. little travel companions. And like, I think so. Just have a buddy. I feel like that's why we got two cats actually. Well, okay. Yeah. When we had gone to adopt, we, we were like, okay, if there's two, there's two. And if there's one, there's one, we won't like, we're hot, we're open to whatever. And, um, mm-hmm. we saw both of them. They were the only two black kittens left. Um, and we were just looking at them and I'm like, oh, we can't separate them. So we took both of them, but our thoughts as well were like, well, they're like, you know, hopefully they'll bond and they'll be really close and they'll, they'll like each other so that when we do have to, you know, go out or, you know, we're doing something, they kind of have each other to, Mm. to just chill and relax. And, and I, yeah. So I, I think that companionship is really important. So it'd be really nice if Maya could have have a little companion, a little buddy, um, to hang out with, but that's cool. No, I, I was interested to know kind of how that dynamic was. Um, and so I guess my biggest question too, and I, I really like asking people, I really like knowing, um, their reasoning for getting into van life. So kind of what, what was your reasoning? What, what got you, what, what got you into it? I mean, like, as we, as I kind of was saying before, we had always discussed doing van life in Canada. And so it was kind of this idea of like, when we get back there, eventually, when we get our permanent residency, it would be really cool to just kind of see all the parts of Canada because we, we stuck to, to BC and never really got a chance to explore anywhere else. And it always just comes back to money, right? It was like, you're, you're in this, like, when I was living in Whistler, I swear like 90% of what I made went to my rent and then I ate where I worked and scavenged the rest. <laughs> yeah. And so there was no like traveling was this, this like, oh, okay, cool. You got to have three jobs so that you can go and do a trip every now and then. Um, And so, yeah, it was just this idea of like, cool, that would be a really cost-effective way to go see Canada. And it's just kind of nice that you could travel with your home. Um, but truthfully, like, I didn't really understand van life as a phenomenon. Like, I, I just, I, I saw that people had vans and campers, but it was kind of like, they have them. It's not like a lifestyle, if that makes sense. Yep. So, yeah, I, that was kind of my idea behind it. And then we were like, okay, we'll do a tester in Australia for the layout. Um, and then, yeah. That's brilliant. No, yeah, I think that's great. That's yeah. <laughs> I love that. that was it. No, that was good. I loved it. I'm I can understand that. Do you find now that you've been in the lifestyle, what's your what's your take on it now? Now that you've been in it for a year. It's like in terms of everything that it's about, I just feel like I thought the like when I first started looking into it, I thought like the edges were like 
I don't know, here. I know we're on a podcast, so people can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but my hands are really close together. Um, (laughs) And then it's just like expanded and expanded and expanded. And every time I think I'm like, okay, I can see the edges of this universe now. I'm like, oh, it grew more and there's more people and there's different ways to do things and there's different jobs and ways to stay healthy. And like the whole, it's just its own thing. It's so different and it's, yeah, like I'm still wrapping my head around it in terms of just like, you know, you think it's his van life and you're living in a van. Yeah, you're living in a van, but your lifestyle is completely different. And so it's just been a massive adjustment, um, like in a in a really good way, in a really aligned way, but massive adjustment in the past year. Totally. I think too, um, with van life, you made a really good point about almost feeling like you can see the edges of, you know, the, the community, I guess, or even like you're seeing the edge of this, this lifestyle. And then it, it just, it's, you blink and it's doubled and you you missed it and it's gone. And I think that's the thing. It's just constantly coming across new accounts and new people. And I feel like the circle is constantly growing. Yeah. Um, and just, evolving so it's kind of cool um and yeah to see like different kinds of lifestyles different vans and and rigs like everyone's got a cool setup and layout and and the reasoning for why they got in it but I feel like everyone's reasoning for getting in it is very different Mm, but their reasoning for staying in it is almost the same yeah I probably agree to that I feel like you know the community in itself is really wonderful but I think even just what it the lifestyle allows for us to do I I feel now more than ever I've been able to tap into um the the creativity um a Mm. bit more because it kind of allows it and I'm kind of within a community that encourages that so I feel in my lifetime this is the most creative and driven and almost empowered to to do more and and be more um Mm. Was that kind of the the fuel in in the podcast for you in creating it? Mm-hmm. So I'm still like honestly trying to wrap my head around. I don't know, just like the reason why I started it because we initially like Jake and I when we hit the road, we titled our account "Road to Thriving," mm. and so that was like a year. And I kind of knew from the beginning that I was seeking something different. Like part of why I wanted to be on the road was because I was like, I've been doing minimum wage jobs my whole, like, I'm almost 30. Living paycheck to paycheck. I was just like, I can't keep doing this. And I've just played small for like 10 years. And I was saying this to Jake actually the other day. I was like, I just kept waiting, thinking that, oh, when I'm 30 or when I'm older, like it'll just... I'll shift, something will change, things will be different. And like, I am kicking myself now, like I'm trying to be compassionate and everything, but I'm just like, I can't believe I waited this long waiting for something to change. And I remember like, I had a conversation with Angelique on on my podcast mm-hmm. about like, just waiting for something magic to happen to me. And it, it just was never going to happen. Yeah. And so part of that shift, I think, was like, yeah, I want to see Australia. And obviously, like long time being in the van in Canada, the idea was like I wanted to pursue something 
for myself. And it wasn't necessarily like creating, like um, pursuing more of my creativity. It was just more just like doing things on my own terms, Mm -hmm. which I guess I just had never really done before. And so that was kind of the very beginning. Like I knew I wanted to start something and try something completely different that I had never done before. And it just kind of evolved. And basically why I started the podcast, I was like, just as I said before, like the universe kept expanding and standing. And I was like, there's so many different ways to do this. And I kept almost like coming up against walls of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And so I did nothing. And I was like, okay, well, I just need to do something. And the thing that I love to do the most is learn from people, learn, hear their experiences. And I just felt like there was like a lot of conversations happening behind closed doors. And I was like, I want to have those a little bit more in the open. And so that like, not only just I learn from it, but like, so that we can all learn, because like you said, this whole community is like, so creative. We have this different way of looking at the world and different way of looking at our lives and more interested in being than achieving and doing. And it's yeah, having resources and inspiration, super big on inspiration to actually go and get those dreams and not just put yourself on the sideline to say, oh, that's not for me. I can't. It's not achievable for me. And it's like, no, no, it is. You just need to like hear those stories and hear something that's like you and get inspired and selfishly it's partly for me to like every week I do those chats I'm like I leave I'm sure you feel the same doing your podcast it's like I leave and I'm just I'm buzzing like I can feel like the cells in my body going (laughs) um so yeah that's pretty much how it all kind of started and how it's going that's awesome (laughs) yeah 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 no that was great I think um when you're talking about, um, you made a comment about you were waiting for something, you were waiting for a shift. Mm. I feel that on so many levels because you know what? I, other than us being told to go to school, like go to university, go to college, like do the thing, yeah. you're not really told, like you're, you're kind of just left to expect, like, oh, it's just all gonna fall into place. Like I, you know, it's just gonna naturally kind of happen. My life is just gonna progress like very naturally. Everything will kind of happen when it does. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. hit all the milestones that you're supposed to, because because that's what we're kind of told is gonna happen. Yeah. And when it when it's not happening, you know, do you take the step? Do you do something? Are you supposed to kind of go against the current? Like you're not really you don't have the tools. So. Nope. I love that you you did that. And I think, you know, yes, be kind to yourself because we're never told, we've never been told or, or taught how to how to do, approach things like that. So I, I feel that and I'm at I'm at 24 now. I'm a dropout. And I it took me two times to do that and to realize I'm not doing things that make me happy. I'm doing things for other people. I'm doing things for the sake of going to school and having a piece of paper. And what is it gonna do for me? Um, so yeah, I, again, this life, again, this lifestyle is just so forgiving with being able, it's a, it's a time where you can take risks because for the most part, your financial burden is a little light in in comparison to living in an apartment. So, Mm -hmm. um, you definitely have the opportunity to, to take risks and, and still maybe have some time to recover if it doesn't work out, but that's, I, I love your podcast so far, but anyway, sorry, yeah, you were going to say something, I cut you off. <laughs> no, you're good. I was just going to say, I think 
also like we were saying about like the lifestyle is obviously there's a lot of creatives there's a lot of people who want to do their own thing but I think what's also really important to talk about um, that I really want to touch on for people is in the same way that like I feel really excluded from like the nine to five lifestyle and I'm like I just don't I'm I'm a terrible employee like I try my absolute best and I push myself into a little box and I'm like, okay, I'll do the thing, but I'm so bored and I'm not interested. And I, it just, it's just how I I am. I just, I'm, yeah, I just want to do more and help more. And they're like, no, but your job is this. And I'm like, but I want to help there and there and there. And And the box is getting smaller and smaller and smaller (sighs) and smaller and smaller. But that's me. But there's also people who are really great at what they do and they love working as part of someone else's thing because we're not all going to go create our own things. Like that's just not how everyone is. Some people are really good at working with people and that we need those people. Um, like I know that I'm, I need like Jake's my editor and yeah. I, I'm so grateful that he is there because it would take me 10 times longer to do it than he could yeah. do it because he's really good at it. So I just want to say to the people who are maybe in the nine to fives and who have a traditional job, it's like this lifestyle is also accounting for those people who want to not just consider their bank accounts. They want to say like, okay, cool. I actually love my job. I love what I do, but I, my lifestyle is important to me as well. Like there is not a balance happening here and they kind of notice, oh, I I love what I do, but my lifestyle actually isn't matching up with the most joy that I could be getting out of my life. So I don't know. I think that's important to say. Oh, totally. And I, I think that's such a great point too, because, you know, Taylor, for example, my partner, he works a standard nine to five job. He'll be working, you know, doing that in the van. And I think it's so cool to have two such different people living together who are still so passionate about the same lifestyle, but are totally different people in their interests and likes and jobs and passions. So yes, I, I think too, another thing, just cause you made that point, stationary life, that's mm. okay too. I, I had a conversation with some van lifers. It seems to be a pretty common topic, but just being okay to, to say that like, okay, I'm, it's okay that I'm not traveling. It's okay that I'm stationary in town or a city. And like, I was working at a cafe. So I'm yeah. like, I'm not even remote. I'm like in person living in downtown Toronto, you know, yeah. in my van. So I think, yeah, just like it's for anybody and everybody, the weekenders, the part-timers, the full-timers, you know, like everybody, you know, everyone has kind of a place. Um, I, I love that point. Yeah. I think for sure, just kind of opening the doors to you don't have to have a really specific job Mm. to do it and that's another I'm sure you probably get that question a lot too is like what do you do for work to be able to to live in this lifestyle and it's like you can do anything you can make it work like how would you make it work in a house how it's the same thing you're just kind of combining car and home into one together (laughs) um so I really like that I'm glad you touched on that um, but yeah, I think your your podcast so far, I mean, it's inspired the hell out of me to just mm-hmm. really, yeah, to to really put more effort and thought, I think, into how I'm presenting it. You've done a really beautiful job of just presenting it in this really 
creative and powerful way. And as someone who had studied business marketing, um, immediately with the stuff that you were like, even like the little teasers that you were sharing on your stories, everything in me was like, oh, she's doing it absolutely right. Like that is the best way to engage with your audience. So I just thought that was done so well and, and totally inspired me to like, take a look at how I was advertising my stuff. So, um, yeah, no, thank you. um, A lot coming from you actually. (laughs) Had you always planned to do the podcast? Was that always the plan or was just yeah sorry I have like always wanted to do a podcast so I started listening to podcasts maybe like back in 2000 and what time year like 16 maybe 17 um and I would just listen to them like every day there would be I would have the top ones that I listened to and they were just kind of like it was kind of a that time in my life where I was stuck in the nine to fives and I was traveling, like I was in Canada and it was kind of like listening to these people talk about how they were overcoming things and chat, like introducing me to new people and uh, different ways of thinking and stories. And I just like was always quite inspired listening to those things. And so, and truthfully, like they got me through a lot of the jobs that I worked. Like I worked as a landscaper. I've done some of the most random jobs ever. I love that. And when I would go to work for like, it's actually crazy in hindsight, but like eight hours out of the 10 hours of that day, I would listen to like podcasts, um, which seems insane now, but it was like the inspiration and the people on the other side of those conversations kind of got me through. And I got to the point where I was like, oh yeah, this conversation I had the other day. And I was like, literally, I heard that on a podcast, like Claire, that's like that's bad like that wasn't a human being that was on a podcast um like terrible no I Um, love it but it's just been always my like source of inspiration when I feel a bit like lost and I'm not really sure what where I'm going like tuning into podcasts is kind of like my okay cool like pick yourself up and go again and so I guess there was always in the back of my mind like I wanted to pay that forward um and I've just always loved that medium I like Instagram but truthfully I'm not very good at it I'm I'm trying to figure it out but uh podcasting has been always very intuitive in terms of um researching people and understanding how they work and asking questions so that was kind of the long term I guess plan but in terms of this particular podcast um I didn't want to start a podcast until I like was 100% sure that I was like this I'm super passionate about it because obviously, as we know, there are a million podcasts and um, it is a lot of time. If anyone's listening, like obviously, you know, this it's a lot of time and energy to create one episode, like a lot. Um, and so you have to really love just like as you do with content creation, like you have to love the process. If you don't love the process, you're never going to execute or you're going to do six episodes and go like, yeah, that was enough, which is fine, too. You tried it. Um, but yeah, so that was my intention and it was kind of like last year, kind of, again, I said, like I kicked off the year with this intention of like figuring out how to like thrive on the road. That was kind of the the premise. And that was kind of always ticking in the back of my mind. And yeah, it was about halfway through last year. Um, 
we ended up going to the desert because every plan had been like thrown out. <laughs> you had to go. <laughs> I had to go. Well, we were just like, ah, oh, well, got extra time now. Might as well go see what it's about. Um, and it was weird because it was like in the desert, no cell reception, nothing happening. I just like really took a deep dive into what was important to me, had time to really process what that meant. And it was kind of in the desert at that time that I was like, wow, okay. Um, it could be a cool thing to like, if I want to really pursue this life, speak to people who are already on the path ahead of me, who maybe I can learn something from. And hey, like I've gotten so much value from those conversations in the past. Like, why don't I just share them? Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how the premise of the podcast emerged. You made a good point too of like, yeah, it's all nice to to record and it does take a lot of work and it does take a lot of time to to polish it and make it, I guess, like that people want to sit down and actually listen to it. Um, totally. It's hard when you don't have the reach and, you know, because that's, yes, for us, selfishly, we love to be able to learn from people and kind of have those conversations, but you hope that in return, you're giving them something back, right? And it's- totally. I'm hoping people can, can find these people. I'm hoping that, you know, my community and anyone who stumbles across this podcast finds you. And that was the biggest reason why I partnered with Project Van Life, which did not work out and it was super disappointing. And, um, but the biggest reason why I had said, hells yeah, I want to do that was because of the reach. It was more mm. than what I was going to be able to offer the people that had been on the podcast. And I was like, well, you know, I love doing this on my own. I'm really happy to be doing this on my own, but I have to think about everybody that's involved and everyone's that that's giving their time to chat with me. Like what can I give them in return? And it's like exposure. Mm -hmm. I think once you've cultivated a little bit of a community with the podcast and the consistency and the guests that you have coming on and, and the content that you're able to provide, you will begin to attract your people. Just what you were saying about what my intention is for the podcast and how it's kind of evolving. Mm -hmm. I've just been kind of recently playing with this idea of like, okay, what, like, it's all good for me to interview other people and share that. But my most, oh gosh, I'm getting nervous saying this. Oh, which is probably what means needs to happen. But anyway, basically I've decided that I've, I've always kind of like, oh, you saw my life the other day. It's like, I've always felt like I've, with everything I've ever done, I've like kind of put one foot in and like half done it because like, I never really believed in myself and I never set myself up and surrounded myself with the right environment to just like when the hard day came, which they always do, that you, you have some things in place to go, okay, cool. Let's keep going. It's just a bad day. Let's keep yeah. going. And like, this is just not just necessarily like from a financial perspective, but this is like in every aspect of your life. And so anyway, I've kind of decided that I want to basically, we haven't, um, we've been in one place for a little while now, but basically we're hitting the road at the end of the month. Yeah. And when we do, that's kind of like my guns are blazing. I'm going kind of all in to, and I'm saying this now to like commit myself, um, going all in to like bring people along for the ride of what it looks like for me to try and like make this work as like a full-time thing and show my journey to thriving that's amazing that is so exciting so what is that can, can I, I ask what that's gonna look like I know oh my god I feel so yeah. honored what is that gonna look like 
I mean, like, obviously it's going to evolve, but basically the premise is I'm going to start sharing. So basically I got really inspired. Do you follow Pax Light? Gabby? Um, She's a travel blogger. Anyway. We'll check her out. Um, but I got really inspired. So basically last year during the pandemic or just before it, she quit her job. She like was like, I'm quitting my job to be a full-time travel blogger. Wow. And like that was, it's basically she did monthly check-ins and showed like her journey. And I watching that was like, I love this. Like she's telling me what she does with her day. She's telling me um, her failures, her wins, her like what she's actually doing behind the scenes. Cause you know, like you just see people succeed and you're like, what are you actually doing to achieve that? Does it all look like that always? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's going to be a case of just like, obviously like her situation was very different. She had been blogging for three years prior. This is very different because I have not been podcasting for three years, but basically like just bringing along the journey of what it looks like to um, attempt to monetize the podcast and any other things that I'm going to do on the side to financially support myself um, from like well-being perspective what I'm doing because obviously like there's things that I do when living on the road that really help sustain me things that really do not help and make things worse like when like obviously when you're traveling you can get really lonely so accounting for all those different factors and yeah just kind of a sharing it all and failing my way forward and just hoping that like I don't know when I was on the episode with um it, my my one of Schooliana with Isaac um he was just like his biggest thing is just don't be perfect just do it and be in action and that always like whenever I am like trying to be perfect or something I have like Isaac in my head it's probably yeah. a bit weird no Sorry, it's Isaac, not because it's, it's, no it's the same, same for you for me it's it's yeah uh, it's awful and it's just like just do it just like go out and just do it and like you'll learn from it and just do it again and you'll learn more and so that's kind of the voice I have in my head and I'm like if I can be that for someone else and be even like a little bit of what he has done for me to inspire me to just be in action and not be afraid to fail um if I can inspire someone else to go and chase their dream um of thriving on the road in whatever version that looks like for them then I've done my job do your thing, thrive in it, and and just inspire those around you. So thank you again, Claire, so much for, for coming on and, and just taking the time to chat. Thanks okay. for having me. Anytime, seriously. <laughs>